0: I'm interrupting my own podcast to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is brought to you by Spotify and is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It will also help you distribute your podcast across popular podcast hosting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Best of all, you can make money from your podcast on Anchor with no minimum listenership. So for those of us just starting out, this is very helpful. And do you know how much it costs to have everything you need to make a podcast in one place? 100% free. Yep, you heard me right. You can do all of this and make money for free. So if you have been thinking about starting your own podcast, now is your chance. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now let's get back to the episode. Hi, I'm Yan. Hi, I'm Yvonne. Welcome to Lost and Refound podcast.
1: We're a podcast discussing our personal journeys as modern Asian women and sharing inspiring stories from within our community.
0: We hope you enjoy this episode. Now let's get started. (laughs) Hi, Yvonne.
1: Hi, Yann. What are we talking about today? (laughs) Well, today, I think we're going to talk about social media. And our journey through mindfulness, as well as understanding how does it fit into how does it fit into that journey, and how does it fit with our own perception of ourselves, um, as well as the perception that we have of other people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I right, just right before this, uh, the recording session, um, we were definitely talking about reading. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel that sometimes one of the biggest issues of miscommunication through social media is that sometimes people don't read the full post or don't read the full caption or don't really read what's inside the picture. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that just leads to, I think, a lot of really difficult conversations or just a lot of repeat arguments or repeat discussions. People are having arguments inside the comment page Sometimes I just think, man, like if we were all in a room having a vocal discussion, I don't think it would get so heated or I don't think it would be so miscommunicated. Um, And I know that since you blog, um, what are the, what are your thoughts about that? And how do you, how do you deal with miscommunication over social media of your own thoughts um, and how, how that changes your perception of yourself and other people?
0: I love social media and I hate social media. Mm -hmm. It's very love-hate. Obviously my a lot of my work is on social media because I'm trying to build out my my social cloud, right? I'm trying to build my Instagram, trying to build out YouTube, trying to have a blog. So I very much rely on social media and I spend a lot of time on it. But I have learned to really pull back and I use different accounts for different purposes. Oh, yes. For Facebook, it, my Facebook account is private. It's only with friends that have approved uh, to be on my friend list. And this is where I share my personal updates. I don't share as much I used to. I used to share everything about my life. I don't share that much anymore because I just got sick of Facebook. And a lot of it had to do with what you said about people not reading, right? Before, I used to share a lot of controversial things on Facebook. And I'll also look at posts and look at comments and gain arguments with people. Mm -hmm. And it gets very frustrating because at the end of the day, you don't know who that person behind the monitor is. We don't you know. know. A lot yeah. of times they're just trolls, and they're there to get a reaction out of you. So while I'm like trying to tell logic and getting all pissed, and he's all happy on us like going, oh, "I just wanted you to get pissed," <laughs> you know. So this is why I don't really comment on Facebook anymore. I don't really read that much on Facebook. I still do once in a while. If I go in to post something, like I'll get sucked in looking at some my friends' posts, but I try not to post anything political unless it really, really triggers me. Of course. Um. And I try not to spend that, that much time on Facebook. Instagram, I spend the most time on because I'm trying to build it out, right? So this is where I'm trying to be very engaged with my audience. And this is people's people I don't know because these mm-hmm. this is a public account. Um, so I spend most of my time there, but I enjoy Instagram because it's more visual and I don't have to read about anything political. Um, and also I don't follow any politi- political accounts on Instagram, hmm. except for Bernie Sanders. I do follow him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, um, what else? And then YouTube. YouTube, I go on just only when I post my videos or at nighttime when I'm watching videos. So I watch a ton of video, uh, videos on YouTube. I probably consume the most entertainment from YouTube more than like Netflix, more than Hulu, because I'm always trying to learn things too, right? So I'm always looking at like gardening videos and um, cooking videos. Um, how do we grow social account videos so it, it's really educational for me so i really do enjoy youtube mm-hmm. and then i think that's it i don't really use anything. Pinterest. Like, pinterest i use right pinterest i use for um inspiration mm-hmm. anytime i need to i need some inspiration um if i feel like i can't think of a, a recipe I want to do i'll look there for inspiration um, home decor, I look there. Fashion, I look there. Beauty, I look there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then TikTok, I tried for a little bit. Not really my thing.
1: I know the ones that make it are very viral. Like they' you have yeah. something very special. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like
0: you need have that special sauce, right? You need to be really funny or like really um, creative. I'm not. I'm not quite there yet with these like minute long videos. Plus, with TikTok potentially being shut down being banned i don't want to spend all my time there and Mm. waste my time um linkedin i don't sign into linkedin as much i should i'm a professional working woman i should be but i'm not but i heard if you're trying to grow a professional career linkedin right now is the best place because it's not as competitive as facebook or instagram
1: right right and and i feel that most of the negativity um, I don't see a lot of that um, on LinkedIn, LinkedIn, no, but LinkedIn is even though, professional. yeah, it's very the professional. articles that
0: are really well-written.
1: Oh, so well-written. Yeah. Uh, so, so much, I think really good unbiased articles, um, or just really good research. I think that that lives on LinkedIn. And I think people are using that more and more as a daily resource. I think they're trying to make it into the new Facebook, what Facebook used to be. <laughs> uh, I need to,
0: I need to, Go check out LinkedIn more. I just I really barely spend time on there. The only time I go on, it's hard like once every three months I go on and like accept all these requests. And that's it. I don't really even look around. Um, but I know I definitely should be to be networking,
1: yeah, definitely. and and I think that that's where when, I first had Facebook and decided Facebook wasn't for me was because I started always comparing myself, right. To what my friends were doing, what their thoughts were and what they looked like. Their their picture perfect version of themselves that they um, post that day, which I'm super happy for them. But then I would always get down on myself. be Like, Oh, like how am I just
0: really early on Facebook? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, this is Instagram to me is what that experience like that. My Facebook feed now is all political news.
1: (sighs) Yeah, and, and that's, and that's what exactly I wider. <laughs> correct. And, and well, and so I actually uh, lost I um well, I lost my Facebook password, and then I just uh, deactivated my account. So I haven't had a Facebook account uh, for the past five years, I want to say, and I only reactivate it when there are business Facebook groups, because we know Facebook groups are there is a rise, and that is very interesting. And I, I think that is a little bit more encouraging, because as you said, what's really intriguing about youtube and uh and you know in in instagram is when there is educational content and so those facebook groups are that source of educational content of your people so
0: when i go on facebook well usually when i get sucked in is by these groups when on facebook i'm usually on asian hustle network because i'm trying to network with people and they're all really amazing professionals in that group and then there's the uh, Subtle Asian Cooking Group where I'm trying to network work with other chefs and looking at um, inspirations on what they post. So yeah, I, spent, I do spend time, when I'm on Facebook, I spend a lot of time within those groups.
1: Yeah, and people actually actively help you, right? Mm-hmm. In those groups, which is really encouraging. It's very supportive. Um, yeah, very supportive. Versus when you do see the, right the negative piece of social media, <laughs> then it's just, as you said, trolls, whoever's really coming down to attack you say whatever um and i i think that that's where we i find most of the the news or the bad piece of social media comes from is how that negativity makes you feel of course that's all you remember because you don't remember all the good parts you remember that one bad thing mm-hmm. and yeah, um always in, just
0: remember the bad of things. course
1: <laughs> and but, i mean I, and i think that now we um after we spoke about our mindset and just our positive manifestation. It's definitely becoming a lot easier to practice focusing on the positive versus the negative, um, so that we can really change our our mindset in our everyday, and that using social media becomes uh, not a time suck, but more of a productivity tool. And I think that that's where a lot of even just my screen time, when I'm working on Instagram or I'm working on Pinterest, it's more positive. I'm not in a spiral to look for something um, something specific um it's more of like i'm trying to figure out like the best way to like use seos um or finds better ways to like click on what content isn't there yeah uh, so it's a little bit more purposeful
0: yeah i do wish instagram's search algorithm was better it's really hard to search one? for things they don't already <laughs> have one so it's <laughs> like, really I, hard to search <laughs> stuff on on instagram
1: yeah like with the tags or hashtag. Yeah, in I fact do hashtag. i don't actually really know and you ha- can't have spaces right you Hashtag. there's no spaces in there's hashtags. No yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I think that that's where a lot of my struggle comes through Maybe I just don't know how to use Instagram as well as I should. So I know there's a lot of really great classes out there. Oh, um, I can't teach you. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Taking all the classes, the winner at at uh, Instagram. I definitely want to take more classes on Pinterest. It's definitely something that I've been taking, as well as um becoming a better Etsy seller as well. That's definitely something I want to do. Um, and, and yeah, and doing so becoming like a better blogger, um, because Mm. all those things relate to each other. It's just so much work. (laughs) I mean, of course, social media is work. You know, I think it's so funny because at some point it did start off as fun, right? Like leave it to humans to take something that start off as something very genuine. Talk about your hopes, your dreams, your passions, what you love to do, and then turn it into work.
0: (laughs) Well, I think it is how you treat it, right? It's fun if it's not your work, if it's not, it's not your job. You know right now i'm treating it as a job i i'm still having fun with it because i think i'm learning a lot mm-hmm. and one of the things i learned from vanessa lao which i really appreciate this was um to reuse your content right so i'll produce like a recipe video and then i will put it on youtube cut it shorter for instagram cut it even shorter for reels and then ri- write it out in my blog oh, write yeah. it out in a pretty form for pinterest so like this one thing can Like, serve multiple channels and you can use it on multiple days.
1: Oh, that's such a good tip! And then, of yeah. course, like, you have multiple like content like mm-hmm. to, yeah. to just like leverage.
0: Yeah, so right now I'm like listening to Sable's old po- podcast and then I'm splitting them into pieces into little like for like so, like, an hour podcast, I'll split into like five, like, 10 minute little uh Instagram recording for his Instagram, uh, and then I'll pull out quotes for quote posts. And outlaw up- well, like little pizza video for YouTube, you know, so reutilizing content.
1: That's a great tip, guys. I hope that you're all are <laughs> listening. Reutilize content or just and actually, in I have think I've heard that in a said in a different way is say the same content or data in a different way each mm-hmm. time. or even when you're just talking about a podcast, you really want to focus on one main takeaway or one main tidbits because that's all everyone needs to focus on you can talk about everything else but always go back to that main point of view Mm -hmm. and that's what people will remember so yeah then then in this case yes content content is king and you focus on one thing at a time (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) and people remember that um but actually back to your original question about people not reading oh yeah people don't read i mean i think I mean, we know this cause we work, we work in e-commerce, right? Inside merchandising, which is what I used to do. The number one thing, you know, people don't read. How yeah, do you make buy that the caption really big, <laughs> in know, as few words as possible. <laughs> right. Oh, you know, oh yeah. So they can catch those specific keywords you want them to catch. But people, people don't read, but it's really interesting because long form content is back. A long form caption is back, Oh yes, especially absolutely. for Instagram and on Facebook too. The tips they're giving is if you want people to read your content put it in the actual picture so on instagram instead of writing a long form content you will put them into little screens in that carousel oh, the so carousel in that picture and they will read that but they won't read your caption
1: oh in instagram oh that's an interesting tip i didn't think about that
0: yeah so you'll see for tomorrow yeah tomorrow when i post on our um our instagram account you'll see the carousel inside writing on long form i put in a carousel so oh that's kind of such a great tip
1: way. i like yeah. that um yeah. and but people and I, definitely
0: don't read and i agree i think i think social media contributed to that social mm. media has has shortened our attention span i mean if you look at you know we used to watch tv shows right and we now still do you, we still do but then youtube videos are like 10 minutes right and then and then instagram videos was like a minute before and now like reels are 15 seconds um and i look at my children they have zero attention span they'll watch something for two minutes if they move on to the next thing they don't even have attention span to watch a full youtube video and i think social media is training us and training new, new generation not to have the patience to watch something full length or to read a full length article I even catch myself skimming through the article. Like, I don't read the whole thing. You know, once hmm. I'm like, I got it, and then I move on, you know? But that's not – you're supposed to read the whole thing to fully understand it. It's so like you just, just skim it. But I definitely think social media has contributed to us this, like, we we all become more ADD.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Um. Yeah, that – I mean, I do know that there is a technique of reading called quick reading yeah. um, where you can skim, yeah. but it takes –
0: Sable, Sable, was learning
1: that. Okay. There's an yeah. app
0: that helps you do that, but that's Excellent. but that's not what I'm doing. I'm just skimming <laughs> because I don't have the patience to read this long article. You know, your I intention. want to ingest.
1: I see. So your the intention is is a little bit different. Well, what about when you when you when you are skimming? Do you find that you retain it? Because no, I feel like no, I don't I, retain it. Mm-mm. Oh, never mind. <laughs> so you're why are you reading this?
0: <laughs> I'm just interested. I'm just trying to pick out some like here and there. Well, I'm not giving my full attention, you know. If I want to give my full attention to something, I never skim.
1: Right. You're you're actively reading and mm-hmm. and then taking notes and yeah. trying to find ways to to memorize or not memorize, but really take into and understand the concepts. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it kind of goes back to yeah, reading comprehension. Like how how do people read? What does reading truly mean? Um, and why why does it take longer for other people to some people don't have to read things more than once. Um and one of the things that I remember from a movie standpoint is that you used to have all the credits in the beginning, right? So you actually Mm -hmm. had to have patience when you watched a video. And now I mean of course, like now we can like skim through, but back in the day where you had to sit in a movie theater Void patiently. I think it would even be sometimes a black screen or it would just go through like this panoramic view of something super boring but it not have all the names it'd go through and then finally you get to the title and then what you're watching. <laughs> and Because they, they didn't think that anyone would wait at the end of the movie to see like who was part of this movie so that's why they always yeah, did. No the always.
0: I mean now when I see if they have an intro at the beginning like a beginning of a TV show like HBO always have like long intros.
1: Okay. And I get so annoyed. I'm like, hurry up. Why is it in the beginning? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And and that just makes part of where like the attention span. We're not practicing. We're not practicing patience. Um, same so thing in social media, if someone doesn't get to their point fast enough or doesn't show like the right content, or maybe it's a little confusing, they get that impatience. But at the same time, isn't that also a brand concept of making people wait for it. People like being exposed to a secret. So then you post like little snippets at a time and release different types of information at a time.
0: Well, it depends on what you're trying to do. That makes sense if you're advertising to sell your product, that doesn't make sense if you're trying to have a piece of news to people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Be like, what is the conclusion?
0: (laughs) We've got a cure for cancer, but here's one line at a time.
1: (laughs) I don't know maybe to get more views that way someone <laughs> should someone should try that i i'd be very curious to see if that's a different way to uh, expose information I, I feel like in carousels right is that what it is clickbait that's exactly what clickbait is clickbait is sharing and taking out of context something that is totally and completely not the main source or point of the um the news reel or the piece well so, i wouldn't call
0: carousel clickbait because you're still giving the information you want to give, you just give it in a different type of format.
1: Oh the carousel not necessarily. Um I, I think if people use it wrong, it can be clickbait. Um whereas you if you're putting
0: But isn't clickbait you put like a title that's really not part of the point of the essay?
1: It could be a title or it could be a picture where someone's like has like a really funny face and it says like what I really think about. So,
0: so, so that would really only work for like Facebook because Instagram you don't click into the picture
1: that's true that's so true so Facebook. Instagram you'd have to yeah if it would yeah, have to see there's a
0: lot of clickbait on Facebook so again
1: mm-hmm.
0: you are telling people okay Facebook is not news <laughs> stop using Facebook as news I used to too I used I totally admit I used to do too but Facebook's not news guys
1: right and well and i think it's just also being careful right if that you are using social media as your main news source like think about your the source and always
0: triple check make sure you know other news channels are reporting the same thing
1: right or like if it's too sometimes people will report something a little too early you can tell that the maybe the journalist did not get all their sources right so you have to follow up and make sure that they're also checking and editing their sources as well because yeah. many of the times like if they're just trying to get to the source faster than anyone else there's going to be something wrong look at the names wrong, look at the location wrong. So you just really want to double check and triple check everything before you start spreading it. Because that's almost is a similar type of uh, faux pas, right? You don't want to spread incorrect news. Yeah. (laughs) And I I think that part of social media now in this day, when it does become very news heavy, it, it does become a source of, you just almost rely on it, so then it becomes habit. Um But well, I think, well, I think
0: you rely on it because you're able to get news that agree with you. Mm. The the so called news, and I'm using quotation marks here for people that can't see me. The so called news, it's not really news. There are a lot of them
1: opinion pieces. Yeah, it, that's true. A lot of them can be opinion pieces. Yeah, or... so that's why I
0: think people like them because it speaks to their beliefs, and then they will regurgitate it like is the truth
1: Mm, because they
0: read it blah 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 uh, some unknown source that no one's ever heard of but that must be real because all the big news are fake so let's trust the small news people who you have never heard of you don't know who the hell they are so that's this is where i have a real problem where like okay i get it i definitely don't trust fox news i think cnn is better than fox news fox news is not news to me at all Mm. cnn still biased but better I think I trust the most NPR um but I, I mean I just you just have to do your research nowadays you just don't know mm-hmm. but I definitely don't trust these sm- smaller news sources I never heard of that these concert these conspiracy people are are, are, lo- are looking at and it's all over Facebook right and that's just to sometimes create panic
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: and then like, I have like I remember I used to take this kickboxing class and um I really like the class, but then the assistant there, and he's a really nice guy, but he is like a conspiracy person. And like, you, I love conspiracy. You know, I listen to a lot of conspiracy things because I, love, I like to hear different points of views. I don't believe in them, but I like to listen to uh, different points of views. But he truly believes in them. You know, he's the kind of person that goes, that tells people uh, Sandy Hook was a hoax, you know, which mm-hmm. is like so freaking upsetting to hear. And I remember I used to get so annoyed after class. I'll have, like, such a wonderful time in class. And then, like, I'll see this shit. And I'm just, like, and I talked to Sable. And he's, like, why are you going to class with, like, this kind of people? You know, like, again, he's not a bad guy. But it's just, like, the things that he, like, and then, like, recently he, I got super mad on Facebook. Because he was, like, talking about how, like, this virus is not real. And, like, don't wear a mask. And there's some shit like that. And I would just, like, you know, tell that to people who have family who died. You know, tell the people who are fucking the hospital. So like for me, Facebook is, yeah, like you can't can't read something from these small small news sources and say, this is real because I don't trust CNN. So I trust these smaller people.
1: Right, exactly. In, In fact, I feel like it would be more diligent of us to track how much, how many of these different news sources like that we all are exposed to every single day and see how many of them correlate with each other or just perpetuating the same source so then of course all of them agree with each other even I would even argue that a lot of product reviews or just even uh different research that comes through like on different ingredients it's all based on one paper and that's not Mm -hmm. that's not art that's not research (laughs) and then we all know a lot of product reviews are also fake I know it's like one of those things where like, yeah, who's a sponsor, what's an ad and having product reviews is just, especially out in public is just a very difficult thing, especially now in social media, where that's the main thing that brands are looking for Mm -hmm. because they know that people are looking for that and they're looking for communication and any information is good information. So yeah. So before you guys know, like, you know, what's truly like a really good, source of uh, source of news or source of reviews. You really gotta trust the person because a lot mm-hmm. of the times um people people do have agendas. Yeah and, I think and
0: for product reviews like really look at the dates for the product reviews. Are the they dates. all on the same day? Are they all within like the same period and then there's nothing you want to look at you know if it's sporadic sporadic or if it's like all within a month because we all know companies will will make their employees leave product reviews. Hmm so, they're a way to just check. I mean, they're still, it's not foolproof, but you know, you can kind of get an idea. Right. And, and just, also, I like to look at product reviews with pictures so I can actually see the product.
1: Right. And I think that's what I really like about your blog um, is that you do have videos and you do have pictures and you're very descriptive. Like, even if you're not have very good pictures, like, at least be descriptive. You're so descriptive mm-hmm. about like what's happening that it's almost as if, you know, uh, we, we see what's going on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like that you also talk a lot about your skin type um, and what you're looking for in the product. Well, whether it be gardening um, or skincare, because sometimes if I'm not looking for what you're looking, then I might not like the product for that similar type of reason, because that's not what I'm looking for.
0: <laughs> yeah. People need to realize that when you get product recommendations, really make sure that you're looking for this exact same product as the person you're asking. Like you said, skin type is different. If I tell someone with really oily skin to buy this glossy pop powder, they're going to hate it because that thing is not meant for oily skin, you know? So same thing. If you ask me for garden advice and I tell you something that works in my zone and you live in a completely different zone, that's not going to work for you. So really, like, make sure, do the research, and then when you ask for advice, be specific on exactly what you're looking for
1: mm-hmm. and it, yeah oh go ahead no
0: I, I finish your thoughts i was gonna bring it back to social media again
1: oh yeah yeah no you can bring it back to social media i was also gonna do the same <laughs>
0: okay no i was gonna say um another thing i have another issue i have with social media is this whole canceled culture mm. i feel like that very much came from social media and I find it to be really, really dangerous. And again, I used to be a participant in it when it first started, right? You see something, you're like, this is, this, this is outrageous. I don't want to support this person. This person's canceled. You know, but now it's too much. It's like one, a person make one little mistake, they're canceled. You know, it doesn't even have to be a mistake they made right now. It could be a mistake they made like five, 10 years ago or something they said from 5, 10 years ago, and now people bring it back and this is canceled. But people mm. are not considering if it's something that's really old. Times have changed. When I was younger, we can say a lot of more things that we cannot say today. You know, so I don't look at it as, okay, you know, somebody said something 5, 10 years ago, and now this thing is no longer acceptable. So this is this person cancels. No, this person might not be the same anymore from ten years ago. We are all growing. I said shit back when I was in high school, back when I was in college, that I'm so thankful there's not a smartphone back in the days. Otherwise I'd be canceled. <laughs> you know, but it's like we need to give people grace. We need to give people some leeway to make mistakes and not feel so judged where they can't leave the house. So um. that's just I just yeah, I just feel like this is getting too out of control.
1: Well, because it's also giving a lot of power to the public that pushing on this viewpoint of who that person is when, as you mentioned, it could have been just one mistake, one time, one day, one hour, and what a bad mistake it was. But that person clearly can change, like that person can change, but it's yeah. not a repeat mistake. But I feel that because it's on social media, then you're seeing the replay over and over and over again. And then you're pulling out all the little details be like, well, then what about this? Uh, nuance what about this insight and you start correlating creating this fake data or creating this correlation that truly doesn't exist and and I do and I do feel bad for people that have that um, have been victims to cancel culture and the daily actually did a really good case study they did a three-part case study about cancel culture and i thought about history of Mm -hmm. how did it come to be like why is it here today and i thought that that was really really interesting so we can definitely link it in our podcast what did they say um they brought back it to how did cancel become part of the pop culture Mm -hmm. so it happened in some type of video um where someone said oh like this, coffee is cancelled. Like as a joke. Yeah. I, I think I don't think it was meant to be very. Yeah.
0: It, these things always start as a joke, and then right. it just goes out of control.
1: Yeah, and, and I think that's what exactly what happened. Was like yes, yeah, so they she said it to like make a point, and um, you know, and so people started colloquially just saying like oh yeah this is canceled too this is can't like I don't like this kind of thing mm-hmm. but I I think that now it's being used in a very negative and very degrading way which is not okay because that was again not the original term too that's not what canceled means. You I think that people also just throw it out and especially on social media like on Instagram you didn't say something I like I'm canceling you. Right. That's it's not appropriate bully.
0: That's a yeah. bully right I, I was listening to Catherine Sanchina's- latest episode, oh. or not her latest, but she was talking about um, just doing this whole COVID, doing this Black Lives Matters like protest, everything. You know, a lot of influencers are getting attacked and getting canceled for not speaking up, hmm. right? But she has a really good point. Who are you to tell someone how long it takes for them to process something? You know, something like COVID, something like racial, like protests, these things take time for you to process. These things take time for you to educate yourself and know all the facts, right? So you might not want to speak up because you want to do research first. You don't want to come out ignorant and say something that's inappropriate. But then if you don't speak up right away, then people are assuming that then you're against this or you don't believe in COVID and, and then they want to cancel you. And that becomes very very frustrating and creates a lot of anxiety for these influencers to, like, then have to be inauthentic, right, and go on and say they support something that they might not even fully understand and not be able to speak on it. And how is that helpful for the movement or for anybody? You know, the people that you want to support something, you really want them to truly want to support something, not being pressured into support something.
1: right? but also it just kind of goes to show that people are seeking i'm not saying everybody but it seems like that there there is a group of people when they're on social media they do want to see all the same news agree with everything that they do oh, that's because a lot of people yeah and yeah so then a majority of the people then that's what they're looking for i would, I don't i think that's such sort of a weird way to think i mean if any of our neighbor listeners like have another opinion i would be very curious to know but that I would force my my own source or my own people that I follow to follow like me or believe in the exact same things that I do. And- well, that's th- the thing. I think that's what
0: the culture of social media has created. And I'm specifically looking at Facebook and which is sad because I work at Facebook, <laughs> but I'm specifically looking at Facebook for this because when news is news, I'm using quotation again, news is personalized to you. You only see what what you agree with. And if day in and day out, all you see is what you agree with, you start to think what you think must be right, right? Because you're not looking elsewhere. I guarantee you these people are, are who are getting solely their news on Facebook. They're not watching news. They're not reading any news. They're reading on Facebook, you know? So to me, it's just like news should never be personal. I'm all for personalization to make your life easier. It should not be news. We should all read things that we don't agree with. Just so we can open our minds otherwise how do we open our minds right and this is why i think we're so divided now we cannot even have a conversation without people getting pissed because you might not agree with them
1: and i think that that's the key point is not taking it as a personal attack that people don't agree with you mm-hmm. and being able to dive in and really understand that there is a bigger there's a bigger issue or there's there's sometimes a lot of debates where, yeah, like it's it's good that we don't agree actually, so then we can make a more colorful a colorful discussion yeah. about around the how, issue. And
0: that's how good policies are made, isn't it? It's when opposing people come together, debate, and then compromise, and then find the best solution for both parties right? It's not just about me, 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 me. It's about let's work together. Because at the end of the day, we're all different. We're never going to agree 100%. You and I, we agree on a lot of things, but we don't agree on everything. And that's what that's, I think what makes us beautiful is that we have all different opinions, we can come together. And that's how you have innovation, how you create new things, how you think outside the box. Right, right. But then when you can't talk to each other, then we're all just stuck. We're not going to move forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's, and that's the part that we can definitely agree on. I do say that there is, there's value in following people that are, that do have the similar type of feedback that you, that you provide, um, and that do agree with you. There is value in that. I'm just, we're just saying that don't solely look at that as your only source. Yeah, because definitely. Like, I
0: mean, it's good to have people you agree, but also have people that you don't agree with,
1: right? Like, um, especially on your like. So, I'm I'm specifically mentioning like on your social media that like if you know if you don't agree with someone, they always say like, oh well, don't follow me then. So like that's always that's always an option, right? Like people yeah. like you know if if are your you know people that you follow on Instagram aren't giving you the new source that you want, don't force them to give you the new source. <laughs> like, don't just look at look up for something else. And I think that that's just so interesting that influencers are are now and being empowered to to speak out against that because yeah for for example i know that some my favorite food bloggers for example they're being asked about fashion or being asked about makeup and they said i don't do that if you if you want that look for someone else but i am a food blogger why for don't you.
0: they find me i do all that and now, <laughs> i'm being asked to niche down because i can't do food and beauty and garden and like mommy and animals all you want i have to niche down <laughs>
1: because it's ex- exactly what we're coming to the to the point that a lot of people want all their things at the same time in one place for the most convenient source. And, uh, and I think that that's just so interesting. I don't think that way. I like having different people or different sources to go to very specific things, mm-hmm. but I think that's just how I've always been. I think as a researcher, uh, you, I mean, we always know, for example, at Safeway, I'm going to get m- certain groceries here and at other, pl- I'm going to go to Whole Foods. That's yeah, just exactly. how I am as a person.
0: But I think you said a key thing. You're a researcher. That's we- what researchers do.
1: I know you're right and I think but I think that we need more classes on that I mean when's the last time I you know wrote a research paper when's the last time I I did do some appropriate research I, I think it's I think it definitely is very easy to skew it down and to skim it down to the bare minimum and at some point it doesn't become research anymore and you know as well as i do that you can always find biased research that definitely exists and that is that is also a tactic as well for people to advertise and promote yeah that's what's so
0: frustrating with internet like we have all the information in the world at our fingertips but you don't know who to trust
1: yeah it's I, i think that trust and the validations of different sources is definitely going to be the key the key topic and key focus because you really have to understand um as an audience and even as individuals that opinions are not facts (laughs) i know that we all know that opinions are not facts right like we i mean we can all say it we can all and i think we all know that but sometimes it's really hard to tell when there are opinions and when there are facts because people make it seem so especially when they say say it with conviction i know like, oh, i'm shit, such a bad I, <laughs> I, I am very easily influenced however i just just give me some time and i will find a good way to debate and retort um I, it just takes me some time to get there <laughs> okay. because i used I'm to more... be so gullible i used to believe everything <laughs> i well, especially because i want to trust right i want to trust that the person I'm listening to, especially if this is someone I know and mm-hmm. I respect, that they have the best intentions in mind. And so, yeah, very recently, even like, you know, when you're debating with different coworkers, et cetera, then they'll say something and you're like, oh, that's something I didn't know before. Like, let me, I don't know. Why, why, why do we think that? Or why is this true? And then you do your research and you think, okay, this is why you, so you can come back. And that's always okay. It's always okay to say like, I don't know at this time, but just give me some time to come back and you can have a conversation you can keep that conversation going i think that it's very important to not agree with something right away and to take that time to make sure that you fully understand what you're what you're saying um and that's okay to also change your mind like it's okay to also have an opinion at one point and then find new facts and then change your mind don't be it's embarrassed it's totally about
0: that. okay to change your mind that's another thing we're allowed to change our mind also in real life and on social media because Especially people, in social media. <laughs> people get pissed when you change your mind. But everyone, we're growing. We're not supposed to be the same person all the time, right? When me, I t- my 20-year-old me is different from my 30-year-old me. It's different from my 38-year-old me. And when I'm 40, I'll be diff- very different than my 30-year-old me. Hopefully better, you know? So we're always getting better. We're always learning. Time is changing. So nothing stays the same. So give people some leeway to change their mind. And, and yourself. Sometimes to learn, yeah. Keep it in yourself too. You're allowed to learn and to change your mind. You don't have to stay, like you don't have to stick with something for life.
1: <laughs> or the be yeah, like and which is so funny because it almost sounds like uh my parents sometimes where I definitely know that there's conversations where my mom is very much aware that now she has a different opinion and that she is wrong now, but she sticks to that same opinion. <laughs> I think solely That's for the basic saving
0: face. <laughs> That's a Chinese thing.
1: Saving face, perhaps. Yeah, Yeah, perhaps. And yes, so there's definitely been conversations around that as well. Uh, And
0: what are some uh, healthy social media habits?
1: For me, I think the healthiest thing that I have done for social media is to schedule a time that you want to be on social media, uh, for me, it the time is actually not in the morning. It's definitely not in the morning. For me, time is usually around lunchtime when I'm eating and when I'm doing something else, like or even when I'm uh, just, you know, getting ready in the morning and listening to a, a news article or some Instagram video or YouTube video. That is probably the best way that I found to balance my time because I find that if I dedicate a very large portion of my day that um i'm supposed to use for creativity or productivity but i feed that in with social media just based on habit i'm not as productive and that i'm not using my day as efficiently in fact i get really angry at myself when i find that i've been on social media between 8 to 10 and i'm like wow i should have been doing i should have been working out i should have been doing all this other stuff it's just taking too much of my time and a valuable day so i would rather i'm learning that i would rather focus um, on social media when I'm already doing something like eating or getting ready. something that's, or even when I'm cleaning, that's a good time for me to do and listen to social media.
0: Yeah. So I agree with that. Um, I don't, I try not to look at social media first in the morning. So when I wake up, I'll do my meditation and then I'll work out. And then after that is when I'll put on podcasts while I'm like getting ready for the day. So podcast is usually the first social media I hit and anytime i have free time i'm washing dishes if i'm like watering my garden anytime when i'm doing something and i can't pay attention to something else i'll usually have a podcast on or like an audiobook on
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because you know
1: always learning (laughs) right okay so that's a better way to phrase it that we're usually we've gotten to a habit a healthy habit of using social media while we're multitasking so that our Mm -hmm full attention necessarily isn't focused on it it's really something because it doesn't it doesn't take all of our attention like i shouldn't yeah, yeah. i shouldn't need my whole attention yeah. to read or listen to something that is like uh, supposed to be very short very sweet mm-hmm. and um i i can engage with that if i really need to be spending my full attention on something like a book then i better be doing and focusing just on that <laughs>
0: yeah 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 like if i'm listening to something like like dr Joseph Spencer or listening to like some other mindset books I will not be multitasking actually I will not be listening I'll be reading <laughs> uh, so the ones I listen to I'm able to like, like I guess I'm just like washing dishes or cooking or or gardening so I, I can't pay attention mm-hmm. and but if I miss some parts also it's not a big deal
1: yeah yeah it's definitely not a big deal um and and you can always do it. You can always listen to it again, versus.
0: I, and I do. I often listen to it multiple times because I often miss certain parts, and I listen to it again. I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't hear that part
1: and this really has to do with for me the way that I learn is that I'm a kinetic learner so I need to do something at the same time as I listen and as I see it like I need all of my senses incorporated me to learn <laughs> me too. I
0: can't just sit down listen I get I like I'm like what am I supposed to do with my hands
1: and my eyes I know that's why for me lectures and actually I would find it very difficult to go to school now if all my lectures were online I would very much need to be like if I was in chemistry, I'd have to have my own lab. If I was, you know, in history books, I would have to have like my own setup. I would have to immerse myself in the subject in order to learn it really well. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely see that as a struggle. I would be, I'm very curious to see how your, your children are going to move forward um, in this new way of learning because it's not, I would. I know that for a fact, I would definitely struggle. I
0: mean, I think if you grow up learning this way, that that's just the only way you know right but I mean i am I am someone who believes there's no not one way to learn right I, I feel like this whole school going to school every single day and from eight to like three or whatever and you'll have homework I think that's a very antiquated way to think about learning and I think we really need to move into the modern era and understand that not everybody learned the same way I was a terrible student I am not good at sitting in a classroom listening for an hour. And go home and study all that. I'm not that person. I am a learning on the job. I want to learn and and do that thing at the same time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I don't retain things very well when someone's lecturing at me, which is why a lot of times I have to read. Like if I'm doing something, watching something on YouTube, when I have to learn, I'll have to watch a couple times, depending on the subject. Um, but you know, that's just how I learn, and so I don't think it's fair to have every single child learn the exact same way.
1: Right.
0: But at the same time they don't really have a choice right now so i'm actually looking into you know can i do homeschool yes you know, now that we're forced to do homeschool can i make this happen for a long term you know if we move to if we move to a farm and we have more land and my kids you know can have more freedom up there can i just homeschool them from there and then they can really focus on what they want to learn and the way they want to learn
1: right and I, I, for me, isn't that the way that we would grow up in society, right? Like we would have different leaders with their aspects, like whether it be basket weaving or farming, and then they would teach the, the yeah. tribe or teach yeah. the children how to do that at the same time. And the thing, like school, you don't, they don't teach you anything that's,
0: that you can really use as a life skill.
1: Yeah. I that's mean, yeah, English,
0: argument. yeah. English, math, science, that's all important. And want my kids to learn all of that. But I also want them to learn how to manage your bank account, how to manage your finances. I didn't learn that. And I spent, I wasted so much money, (laughs) you know, like also like I want them to learn, like you said, how to grow your own food, how to like make your own clothes. You just have your, these, these basic life skills that you need to have so that in the future, if something happens, you know how to take care of yourself.
1: Right. And actually, we had a class, I think, when we were younger. It's called Home Economics. I didn't have that. Well, I came here.
0: I was in China. So I, when I came here, I came here in 1993. didn't have that anymore. But oh, also, okay. he had that when he was younger, when he okay. was in school, because he said that he was really good at making this quick, baking, ba- baking with this quick. He was really good at that.
1: <laughs> Excellent. That sounds like a very, it sounds very seventies and eighties. So I would say that's possible, but I mean, actually a lot of the, a lot of those things, my mom taught me, right. My mom taught me how to sew. My mom was the one who, who was my, my home economics teacher per se. And she was the one I was lucky enough that she was very knowledgeable and very savvy. I mean, she herself like doesn't have necessarily a formal degree, but in life she's got, she's got everybody (laughs) be, And I think that that's something that um isn't being looked at or valued at like historically yeah um
0: and i many. actually i look at that as more value now than yeah. someone who has who's a ceo of a company
1: you know it's because a different skill set it is it's a different, a different skill, skill, set. skill set
0: it's a different skill set and to me i i mean if, if the zombie apocalypse hits who am i who would i rather be with
1: <laughs> who's gonna not survive the CEO. Survival skills the CEO's not gonna survive i can tell you that <laughs> I know, I would, I I'll have to ask Malinka, who who do you think will survive me or him?
0: <laughs> have you seen, have you ever
1: watched Undercover Boss? No, I haven't. Uh, I should, so so but... they
0: have, um, they have CEOs like dressed up as like ordinary worker and go to their company and do like the most basic jobs. And these CEOs can't do any of that stuff.
1: Oh, sad.
0: (laughs) And we're just like, man, they're useless.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's also something to be said. Like at some point, right? Like your brain changes. Your brain changes. Yeah, it really does. Um, and it's the habits that you think like those days. Like I mean, even now, like I when I've said multiple times that malika is an incredibly effective CEO, and it blows my mind. But if I were to give him the stuff that I would work like on every day like approve these batches look at this he would just he won't be he able would, to he wouldn't be able to yeah. focus on that on um, because his skill set is now something very very different
0: yeah and that's, that's okay. why with Sable's new business we're separating where he's doing like making the courses he's the voice he's writing everything and now I'm doing all the creative stuff on the back end and help him set up stuff because I'm a lot more detail oriented and I have a lot more patience with stuff like this and i'm a lot more creative so then he can focus on what he likes to do and i'll focus on what i like to do
1: that makes sense yeah. i know we deviated a little bit from the social media topic Oh yeah but <laughs> <Well>, that's okay <laughs> it's really life and life skills
0: thank you everyone for listening to this episode i apologize for us constantly getting off topic but we wanted to allow natural conversation to flow here are today's three takeaways number one A good rule for social media, and really a good rule for life, is to be selfish with your time, especially in the mornings. Do not look at social media first thing in the morning, and that will also include do not look at news articles, emails, or anything work-related. Morning is your time to set your intentions for the day and practice gratitude. When you inundate yourself with other people's news or other people's problems, that time is no longer your own. You have your entire day to worry about everything else, allow yourself some peace in the morning. The second takeaway is, designate specific time for social media and make sure that it's not your peak productivity time. So this means if you work best or it's most creative in the mornings, midday, afternoons, or even in the evenings, don't use that time to look at social media. Also, if you designate one hour or two hours to social media, make sure you make the habit of shutting it down once you have reached that time limit. You must make a habit of trusting yourself. And the last takeaway for today is social media is not news. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> Just kidding. Always check multiple resources before sharing. And that's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you can please leave us a review. This will help our podcast get discovered by more people so we can continue recording. If you want to follow us, you can find us on Instagram at lost.and.refound. If you want to email us, you can do so at lostandrefoundpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, stay positive and stay creative.